Back with Rural Queensland today on this Tuesday morning, the 27th of June. And again, a warm welcome to wherever you're tuning in across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Came across a very interesting story yesterday morning that's quite topical to a lot of our regional listeners. As Queenslanders will be asked for their views on tough new laws that would allow councils to fast track the destruction of dangerous dogs and even jail their own. It sounds uh, like a a little bit of a big jump there, but it is a serious issue that we see in a lot of our council areas and many of our councils deal with dangerous dog and uh, naughty dogs differently, to say the least. And joining me for a chat is Alison Smith, the Local Government Association Queensland's CEO, to talk more on this topic. Good morning, Alison. Oh, good morning, Andrew. Now, this has been in the pipeline since 2001, where Agricultural Minister Mark Ferner um, has been working with local governments to discuss on how to prevent or minimise dangerous dog attacks. Yeah, look, that's right. Um, Queensland councils, as you say, are often at the first response um, situation after there has been a savage dog attack in the community. And then, of course, councils look after the impounding of animals, um, you know, once that um, process has occurred. And so all councils want to see is safer communities. They want our streets, our suburbs, our neighbourhoods, our communities to be safe. And so for many years now, councils have been calling on the Queensland government to get tougher when it comes to the dealing with dangerous dogs and irresponsible dog owners. This is, of course, a minority of the population. Most people are very responsible pet owners, but this is in those very rare exceptions, which unfortunately we are seeing too frequently, where there are maulings, there are um, attacks on people, on children, on elderly, as well as on other dogs indeed. Yeah, and you make a very good point there about the um, not only the, the dog attacks, but it's indirectly can lead to other accidents. And unfortunately, um, there are a small minority of the, the community that don't look after their dogs, don't restrain them when necessary, um, introduce the wrong breeds to our community. It, it all adds up. What are some of the proposed amendments um, that could be brought in through this um this this um well it's going to be a community consultation process that's right andrew so this is a really good opportunity for people who are interested in this subject to have a look at the discussion paper that the state government has put on their website and have their say um there's only uh about uh, seven questions, so um, get on there, have a look and have your say. Um, you said in, the, in your intro that uh, it might seem a bit draconian uh, in terms of what's being proposed, uh, complete bans on restricted dogs and penalties, which include um, imprisonment in those most severe yeah. of cases where, you know, it's grievous bodily harm or indeed a death that's occurred. Well, Andrew, actually, other states already have these provisions. So this is actually about the community getting to have a say of whether Queensland should fall in line with the rest of the country. But um, in terms of what councils would like to see, and councils have been working in a um, a task force and a technical group the state for over two years now um, to pull this together. Councils are wanting to see, of course, the outright ban on those restricted dog breeds. 
Um, but they also want to see increased penalties for the dog owners. And, and as I said, imprisonment would be the absolute most extreme. There would be a sliding scale of penalties depending on the severity of the attack. So, you know, fines, but going all the way up to jail yeah. time. Um, the ability for, for councils to um, issue on-the-spot fines when someone who does have one of these dangerous dog breeds um, has, you know, is off-leash. Um, and um, and some of the other changes in, that are proposed include um, having a centralised database to microchip um, the animals, um, additional enforcement provisions for unregistered and unmicrochipped animals and repeat offenders. But probably the big, big one for councils is fast-tracking the appeal and review process. So everyone deserves the opportunity to, you know, make an appeal. But what would probably astound ratepayers is knowing that Queensland councils are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on legal fees because the owners, irresponsible owners of dogs that have been in these attacks that have been impounded and a destruction order is made on the dogs. Those owners are seeking to drag the courts, uh, sorry, drag the councils through the courts, um, which is costing so much money for the for the councils to defend. We're aware of one situation in Queensland where a dog has been detained for three years, and that legal battle has been continuing all that time. That costs a lot of money. Um, it's you know it, it, we would like to see for councils um, a shorter process to be able to ensure justice, um, but a shorter result. Yeah, that webpage, anyone that wants to um, have their say, and it's the best way to have a say. Lots of people voice their opinions through other networks, but this is the right way. daf.engagementhub.com.au and follow the prompts through there. We're chatting uh, this morning to Alison Smith, the Local Government Association of Queensland CEO. And, of course, Alison, a few weeks back, uh, many of our mayors and CEOs uh, converged on Canberra for a Local Government Australian um, conference. Um, what was a bit of the wash-up uh, coming out of that? Yeah, look, fantastic to see. So there were over 1,100 representatives from local government across the country. Proudly, about 119 of those were Queenslanders. Um, it's a time when local governments get together and they talk about the big issues facing their sphere of government. And the most overarching one um, that they were talking about was the funding. Um, you know, people pay rates. But, of course, um, when it comes to taxes, that is largely held by federal and state governments. Um, Councils get about 3% of all taxes that are raised across Australia, but um, uh, the federal government collects about 84% and the state the rest. So big discussion was how can councils get a fairer share of that funding, tax revenue, that all of us have to pay so that communities can be more livable. Yeah, some good points there. And, and, and talking to a few of the mayors um, post uh, the, the LGA conference, um, a lot of the issues across Australia, believe it or not, are very similar, aren't they? Whether we're talking about um, doctors and roads and all those big ticket items, they're just the same but different in different areas. Exactly right, Andrew. As we know in Queensland, all of our communities are unique. Um, and and uh, however, when you look at the issues, there are very common themes, and you've touched on a few really good ones. Um, the safety of our roads, having our roads maintained to a level um, that makes it safe for everyone to drive on, whether it's a tourist, whether it's uh, you know a person getting from point A to B, whether it's our supply chain, freight, and logistics. 
Um, but many, many others. Um, water, water security, the quality of drinking water, uh, the infrastructure that um, provides all the pipes that gets our water to our taps. Lots of these issues as really, really common themes that were discussed uh, the week before last in Canberra. So we look forward to having got a really good ear from federal government because the Albanese government actually came for a whole day, spent a whole day That's with great. councils listening um, to you know what they had to say. Alison Smith, the Local Government Association Queensland CEO, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning here on Rural Queensland Today. Good to be with you. Thanks, Andrew. Heard across regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network.